0: Beehive Sports Podcast is powered by Swing Juice. Visit swingjuice.com. Use promo code Beehive 20 for 20% off your golf and MLB PA apparel. Uh, episode 11, 12, somewhere in there. Episode 12. Welcome everybody. Tonight's show uh, will consist of uh, I'm going to tell a story about Canine Chopper, actually, to start us off. It's one of my favorite stories uh while chopper was living so we're gonna i'm gonna get into that like pretty much right away uh then we're gonna get into local shout outs uh buzzing and buzzkill our new addition to the opening buzz segment then we're gonna talk about the match the liv is it liv or live what are they calling it
1: i think it's liv but i don't know i have had we'll find out thursday when they actually tee it up
0: okay so we'll call it liv for now until further notice Uh, The Broncos, it sounds like their sale is going to be accepted, the uh, offer by Rob Walton. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Carlos Carrasco. I want to get into briefly the NIL and the blind side. I rewatched the blind side the other night, so I want to talk about that a little bit. And we're going to give a couple happy retirements out to some well-deserved NFL players. Nothing, uh, no, no date in sports history was really, we didn't have a landmark night. Like we did Devin's birthday, Asher's, uh, birth, uh, nothing like that, that I could think of. So it's just going to be three fast facts in sports history. Skeddy on golf tips tonight. That should be a good one. And the things that sting, we're going to get into the Jerry Judy case, more on Deshaun Watson, the never ending saga. Marion Barber passes away, uh, a college football assistant coach charged with homicide. And in the rundown, I got about four or five stories for you in the rundown. Uh, Skeddy will be leaving us after that point, And I'm going to be joined by Brian Hagberg in my hive. And we're going to get into the uh, then and now of the Warren County playground program. It's a program I grew up in. He grew up in it, too. So it was perfect that he could come on. And talk to us about it. We're gonna get into like just some of the the reminiscing and what it what it's become considered. You know, considering what it used to be. All right, let's go.
2: Welcome to the Beehive Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joe and Sketty.
0: The buzz is brought to you by Bushlight. Farmer cans now available. Each case sold, Bushlight will donate $1 to Farm Rescue with the grand total being matched by John Deere. Very important in these times uh, with diesel fuel being the about a you pay the same for a chocolate milk at pepper mill that you do for a gallon of diesel right now. So, uh, just, you know, it's a good cause get yourself some Bush light farmer cans. Not only is it the most tasty and refreshing beer of all time, but it's for a good because You're drinking it in support of something great. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to get one more shout out too, to Maynard woodworks. You can see my little sign down here, uh, that Curtis made me, it's a, Awesome little company he's got going up starting. Find him on Facebook, Maynard Woodworks. He's a talented kid. Uh, got a lot of shit going there, so make sure you check him out. If you haven't followed his page, give it a follow. Maynard Woodworks. It's M-A-Y-N-A-R-D Woodworks. All right, so we're through the weekend. It was a good weekend. Do you have a good weekend?
1: Yeah, yeah, I played, uh, Riley was out of town, so I played like 31 holes of golf on Saturday. Nice. So, yeah, it's it it all right. Got a little naples afterwards, and.
0: All yep, at the club. I had a good day. Yeah. Yep. How'd you shoot?
1: Uh eh, seventy-eight.
0: So I played with, with uh, a, Go ahead. I had a
1: bad double had a bad double on three, hit a good drive, probably the best drive I've hit on three all year, and then somehow yanked yanked a rescue left out of bounds. So boy, double. Yeah, no good.
0: Uh I played Erie Golf Club. You ever played there? I have not. It's the second time I played there, but like first time last summer, second time this summer. So I'm still like not familiar with the course, really, but it's tight. I mean, it's a tough course. It really is. You can get into trouble. And I was having some driver issues uh, to start off. So I was in trouble early and often uh, hitting three off the tee quite yeah, a that's, few times. <laughs> it's, not <laughs> Never, useful. it's not good for the scorecard. I didn't no. post it though. I shot a 101, which was kind of embarrassing, but, but that was the thing. Like my irons were fine. I was putting pretty well, chipping well, but just you're, you're starting the hole, you know, on stroke three, it's never, it's never good. Yeah. And that's, it, that's yep. pretty much what was happening because it never failed either. Uh, if I yanked one, cause that's what was going on. I had the pop fly lefts happening, which is a new one for me.
1: Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's, but, that's not one we normally see out
0: of you. No, I don't know where it's coming from, but it's pretty cool. So that's happening. Uh, and then naturally, the second ball you tee up is just rifled yep, you know, right down the middle, yep, so it's a it's a fun game. If nobody golfs, if you're listening and you don't golf, you should golf because there's you know it's not stressful. Uh, things typically are always working the way you want them to. it's a it's yeah. just a great time. Give it a shot you can you can drink bush light while you play it that's my favorite part that that that. is my favorite part too and that's like yeah I, i somebody the other day i can't remember who it was was like uh actually i think it was cowboy it was when i i was up at so when i was at erie golf club i ran into cowboy and his two brothers uh shannon burr and then nate fariska and they were golfing they were like teeing off on like 12 or 13 when we were just getting started so i got to talk to him briefly and uh, I think it was Cowboy who was like, Yeah, I found out I can't drink while I'm playing. And I was like, What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why? <laughs> I mean, you might as well quit then, because there's no there's no reason to actually uh you know do it if if you're not drinking. Tori says not fresh. No, it's not at all. It's it's great. Uh I've I've actually regained hair since I started golfing. <laughs> You just can't tell because I always have a hat yeah. on, but yeah, things things are great on the golf course. I'm you know year what I'm in like year six, I think. Six or seven. I don't know. I think it might be my seventh year. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with seventh year because this is my fourth year at the club. Okay. Oh well it would be six then because my first year of golf that I took it serious. I just played random courses and then I joined Blueberry. That's year two. And then I'm in my fourth year at the club. So that's okay. six years. Six, I'm in year six. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's so much fun. You're smiling. I just, I'm i with you. <laughs> I, you think the, I'm being sarcastic? Love, hate. It no. is love, hate. No, it's, a, no, it's, it's absolutely it's love, love hate. hate. The cool thing is, is like, if you do get upset. See, I like I said, I told you this before. The one thing I've learned from Joe Nelson is that just short term memory? If you hit a bad shot, yep. whatever you can't, if you dwell on it, you're gonna hit another one, it's almost guaranteed. So, I just yeah, if you hit a bad shot, I just anymore, I just kind of laugh, like laugh it off. And except for maybe on Saturday when I was doing that with my driver, I was like, there was a few times where I'm like, where the fuck is this coming from? Like, what is this? What's happening right now that's causing this? Yep. Why this is new? I don't ever do that, but now, eh, whatever. So. <laughs> Tori, legit, like, why the fuck can't I hit a stationary ball straight? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Uh yeah. we're playing, we're play, you know, how many years of slow pitch and the pitch is coming in, and you're like, yeah, I'm taking this backside, no problem. Or, you know, I'm gonna yank it down the line, or I'm gonna try and hit it on the ground. All of those things are easily achievable. But yes, the stationary tiny little golf ball with a big old, you know, mallet fucking driver, and it's <laughs> Best of luck to you. Anyways, uh, so Chopper, uh, his end-to-watch date was today. I don't, I'm sure most people who are from the area saw that on Facebook. So I uh, just wanted to give a quick shout-out to Chopper and tell a quick story, too, about Chopper. Um, end-to-watch, June 6, uh, 2018. Obviously, uh, his handler was Officer Scott Niswanger, Conalonga Township Police, and uh, we had a pretty – funny incident one time. Well, I mean, it, now it's funny. It wasn't at the time funny, but, uh, so basically what happened was, uh, we were, you know, working, a, it was a drug, um, case we were working and we ended up in a foot pursuit with a, uh, suspect up, uh, kind of in the Warren mall area, uh, or what used to be the Warren mall area. I don't even know what to call it now, but, uh, so, we're on foot chasing this guy and it's me, Scott and chopper. And there's more people coming. Like there's more behind us and we're just full fledged chasing this guy across the parking lot. It's nighttime. It's winter. So there's one thing I knew that Scott taught me. It was when chopper was in patrol mode. That's any canine for that matter. But if chopper was in patrol mode, uh, you don't get between him and Scott. That's a bad place to be because he doesn't really know the difference between who I am and who the bad guy is, right? So, we chase this guy across uh 62, so you know we're like Red Maple Inn used to be that shit ass. Yep. Uh, so it's in that area, but we're in like the brush, thick brush there. And we close in on him and we get him down on the ground. I stand up and I draw my taser and I kind of like have it at the low ready and uh Scott's handcuffing him. Well, while he's handcuffing him, I feel something brush on the inside of my left leg, and I look down, and Chopper's head is like sticking out between my two legs, and I'm like, "Scott, finish what you're doing and <laughs> remove your dog, because like, he's about to straight bite off manhood, leg, kneecap, something." But he like stayed, like he stayed there, and he was like, you know, didn't think any, like he didn't think I was a threat and I don't know Scott and I have talked about this a million times because we're really unsure why that happened but I like to think it was because I did spend quite a bit of time with Chopper you know to where he would not necessarily know who I am I would say he probably did I, I saw him at the station all the time we played tug- of war with his rope you know every time he was in there so I like to chalk it up to I paid attention to him and he remembered me for that so he spared uh my body parts that night yeah but it, it, it was just a wild. it was a, how he uh you know he was a great dog and that was a really tough night and it was really tough talking to scott you know that night when i spoke to him how upset he was and i rightfully so uh but it was just a tough night you know It was in the funeral procession and everything to follow like it was just it was pretty wild but uh, he was a great dog he's looking over Scott and Nick now so I you know I like just wanted to give a little canine chopper story uh and of course now you know he's memorialized by the probably the biggest scramble in Warren county yep two 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 flights uh with a waiting list so <laughs> I don't, I don't yep. know too many I don't think there's many that are that big I mean yeah. maybe except for like uh Special Olympics one that's Monday Special
1: Olympics is yeah that's 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 uh, flights that's usually pretty yeah, that's usually two times. just yeah, yeah, same but, deal it's pretty full, but
0: yeah, the chopper tournament you gotta try and get in earlier, you will not have a spot, so it's it's you know it's cool that everybody came together for that cause and to be there for Scott when he needed it the most, so it's it's pretty badass uh all right, we're gonna move on uh local shout outs. So the Warren County, this is. Oh, I got another good story within this that I got to get to. Warren County Sports Hall of, uh, Hall of Famers were enshrined this past week. Yep, I was uh, pulled this story from your Daily Local, yourdailylocal.com, Plug. Uh, so there are some familiar names on there. I don't know. Did you look at the list? Yeah, I I voted. I um,
1: Sandberg got me with the with the ballot and everything. So yeah, you're a, you're a voter. It like ten bucks. Yeah. Well, I think anybody could vote cost you ten bucks, oh, and you can vote,
0: yeah, I didn't know that
1: yeah yep
0: did you did you vote yes for everybody?
1: No, you can only pick there was a big list and you had to narrow it down to uh, I can't remember what the number was. however many got in, obviously, but there was a pretty big list there's there's a few snubs I felt on the list wasn't wasn't happy about some Eisenhower so kids got a little shade thrown at them I and- feel.
0: 10 uh, individuals and then one organization. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not going to go through the entire list just cause I don't, I mean, some of them, obviously I don't know who they are. Uh, <laughs> Tori's harassing you in the comments, which I appreciate <laughs> says that's not sketchy style. Uh, all right. So, James Kern, obviously, I know him. He was yep. a couple years ahead of me in high school. He went on to uh, Barron, played real uh, – I think he was, like, a scoring leader up there, too. I mean, he was a great basketball player. Yeah, he's – yep. Hallie Dubia. Yep. Did you vote for Hallie? Yeah.
1: I did vote for Hallie, yes.
0: Yep. I have I have a good Hallie story. Okay. So, obviously, everybody at the club knows – how. like, she's a badass golfer. Yep. She's really good. So – Um, one morning, this is like two years ago, uh, Nordine had joined the club on the, you know, the membership drive they were doing. So him and I go up one morning, it's like a Saturday. We're probably hungover. walk up to the tee box and Hallie Dubia is standing by the carts and she's watching and she sees Josh and Josh is, you know, he's a well-built kid. And Josh sets his, you know, teases ball up. And before he even does anything, she looks at him. She goes, Well, you're built like Kepka. Do you hit the ball like him? And he just kind of like s- smiled at her and then proceeded to like dribble one about 15 yards off the tee box. <laughs> I just, so she just like looks at him and walks away. Doesn't say anything yep. But I was just, dying. dude, I was laughing so hard. It was like, that was one of my favorite Hallie Dubia moments. Oh, it's—I mean, really the only interaction yeah. I've ever really had with her. I say hi to her when I see her. But I don't really know her, but uh, Aaron Lanzel, he was a like, yep. kid, right? Yep. So yep. Aaron, yeah, and, and what a lot of people—what a lot of people don't know about Aaron Lanzel is that he's currently the head cross-country coach for a D1 school. Like he coaches Navy. Yeah, he was.
1: Yeah, he was. Well, I mean, that's where he ran at, and
0: right now he's the yeah, head coach. He is,
1: O- almost qualified for the Olympics. He was in the Olympic trials, I believe. Yeah,
0: yeah. so uh, shout out Aaron Lanslow because that's cool. Ben Maljovic, uh, he was one who, you know, was in around the time I was at Warren. A couple years younger than me, I believe. Uh, he was, I mean, he was damn good and went to Syracuse, obviously. Yep. Uh, Jeff Safino's the pro bowler, right? Yep. And then what was the one who I saw? Was it Ed Rickerson? was like drafted, yeah, yeah, I didn't signed, know. Signed, he signed with the Indians for a short time or something like that I, I don't I didn't know that one i think that, that's what it said in uh the, the article so uh any others that you want to shout out
1: uh no not not of the people that made it but I felt who, like uh who, Andy, who
0: got
1: Andy wilacker I felt was a pretty big snub from from this list
0: he was a stud I mean runner too right he, oh
1: yeah I mean i I think he I'm pretty sure he has like two state titles he ran States every year. He had, I believe it was a full ride someplace out in Arizona until he got in his, uh, car wreck, you know? So I, I, just felt that was a little bit of a, little bit of a snub.
0: All right. And then, uh, Cornerstone lounge gets voted in as an organization. Do you have any background on that at all?
1: I'm guessing just because of all the sponsorships that they've done through the years would be my no. guess, but I, I didn't listen. I tried to listen to the speech on, uh, your daily local, but the audio was a little goofy. So, yes,
0: I did see that. Cause I, I, I,
1: I, I got annoyed quick. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> corner,
0: know. obviously cornerstone lounge uh, deserves it because yeah they sponsor the greatest flag football team of all time. And uh, you know, the ghost snakes snakes plug there snake season is upon us about three months. So start your, you know, we're, we're training now, just like the, uh, whatever that team's called cougars mustangs mustangs that's what it is Mustangs,
1: yeah
0: yeah they're they're already practicing i i got a picture sent to a group text that showed that they're down there chopping it up already so yeah you know we'll see what happens court oh tory says nobody cares about the snakes (laughs) it's mustangs yeah (laughs) It definitely is the Mustangs. Uh, next local shout out actually, last local shout out. Unless I'm waiting for a breaking news local shout out, so I gotta let me get my phone okay, nothing yet. Um, but uh, Gabe Doherty, uh, son of Jeff, my co worker, he plays for one of the Gerbil Kings teams, Macio's uh, okay. program and they won the Shoot the Rock Summer Classic in Erie so that's pretty big uh, you know nice. c- congrats Gabe and and his teammates uh but that's all I got for local shoutouts but like I said I am waiting for a breaking news and I, I, I got, said I said what what do you got local shout I got one yeah
1: but I honestly don't know if he ended up finished here but uh Austin Stoddard I believe tied for second in the I think it's the Elkdale Open uh course up by the casino has this open anyone can play in it scratch tournament and last i saw he was tied for second and i believe that was final result so that's that's kind of a big deal he always pumps that one up tries to get people for- it yeah and there's some there's some pretty good players in it nolan ditchers was up there i know for sure and he's a pretty good stick um i didn't look at it too close but i know he was up there so you know oh, shout out yeah. to austin
0: shout out austin no that's cool i wish that i was like good enough to do that shit but i'll just stick to scrambles and beer (laughs) that's where i'm at in life yeah uh let's see all right so we're on to uh buzz and buzzing and buzz kill so this is uh the new piece that we started last week we're gonna do it every week uh it's basically what what are we buzzing on what's got us buzzed and what's killing our buzz so something we like something we don't like uh skeddy go ahead and get us started what's got you buzzing this week
1: uh, well, my buzz was I had my best round of the year on Thursday. Uh, smooth little 74 with a missed three-footer on 18. Um, first first time all year, 18-hole round, didn't have a double bogey. So I'm oh, pretty happy about that. broke the streak. Yep. Broke the streak, but then I immediately started a new one on, on uh, Saturday. So Excellent. hopefully this one doesn't last as long. But, yeah, it's been a bunch of rounds. So it was nice to kind of, like, get a decent round out there.
0: But yeah. yeah, oh, good. No, yeah. I uh, what was it? Uh, I can't remember. There was a round I shot recently where I had nothing higher than a six, and that made me happy.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, it feels uh, good when you get one. Yeah,
0: in. and that's where you know, about where I'm at. If I could keep the sevens and eights off the scorecard, I'd be you know, that's how I need to get, get my yeah. handicap down a little bit. But uh, what's got me buzzing? TBS, the channel. What I've okay, learned, yep. what, I, what I've learned since dad life has kicked in, and Asher wants to be up at five a.m. having a bottle, TBS plays like a couple hours straight of Family Matters reruns. So, oh, okay. Yeah, the I've been killing some Family Matters in the like Great show, great underrated yeah, show back in the day. And a fun fact about Family Matters: something I found out. The show, if you watch like the first like five six episodes urkel almost only makes one appearance maybe two in the first five or six episodes the show was originally uh a spin-off, and harriet the harriet winslow the mom was supposed to be like the main character of that entire thing like it wasn't uh it was never supposed to be like the yeah. Urkel, the Steve Urkel show. Cause that's what it ended up calling. Like you watch an Urkel. Nobody even called it family matters.
1: That's what I always, when I was younger, that was it. Let's watch Urkel.
0: Right. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, shout out no. TBS. Uh, okay. So what's killing your buzz? Uh, Alex Mack retiring.
1: Uh, yeah. the 49ers line is going to be bad. Like you would, they already lost Lake and Tomlinson. Uh, now with Mack retiring, it's kind of late. Not that they had any money to sign any free agents anyway. Um. You know he did rework some things so it cleared like four million in cap room but you know fantasy drafts will be coming up here in the next few months my early advice is stay away from 49ers because that line is going to struggle they struggled at times last year and it, uh, i'm just my heart hurts for for portray lance or er, uh, way too early prediction is he's going to struggle and everyone's going to blame him and i got a feeling it's going to be the interior of that line is just garbage
0: yeah and maybe that's you know Part of the reason for the switch right now Is because at least he can get out of the pocket Yep A lot better than yeah. Jimmy G can, you know Like he's he's got some wheels So maybe that's, you know, a little bit that's, part of the plan
1: that, That's uh, my guess And my hope anyway, but
0: we'll see uh, What's killing my buzz And again, just so people are aware, these, uh, the buzz and buzz kill we've decided can be anything. It does not have to be sports related. I mean, obviously, that's where we look first, but if there's just nothing really happening, you can, you can choose whatever you want, whatever's killing your buzz. What's killing my buzz right now is changing a diaper, putting on a onesie, and then just hearing Asher immediately fill the diaper back up with (laughs) shit and have to undress him immediately. I mean, it's, and it's, this is like a, his new thing, I think. Like, he, I don't know if he thinks it's hilarious or what, but literally change him, put his onesie back on. It's like clockwork when you tighten the last button, <coughs> he just drops a bomb and it's, he knows. Like, yeah, he, I think he does know. So he's torturing me. I still love him, but, uh, yeah, that's what's killing my buzz right now. All right. So that's it for, uh, buzzing and buzz kill. Gonna get into the match real quick. Uh, you didn't watch it, right? I watched zero. I've been on it since
1: the beginning. I just had no care in the world to watch some average golfer's golf. Like I
0: just, so I here's, see that at club every week. Here's what, all right, fuck off. First of all, that would actually, that would be if you were calling me average. Are if, you calling me average?
1: I'm calling you average. Well, I, in my head, I was thinking if I wanted to, watch somebody hack it around the course and tell bad jokes. I'd just go play with Colossimo. You know, it's, it's just another Thursday to me.
0: <laughs> uh, actually is real, real fair uh, comparison that you say that. So here, here's what I've gathered from how this is shifting. Uh, it It is literally zero about the golf. It is purely, yeah. they want you to see these guys in a real life setting uh, you know, being themselves and, and whatnot, and it was cool. I mean, I liked it, I, I enjoyed watching it. Allen struggled, he played way better at the Pebble Beach Pro Am, like he had a real bad day. And I don't know, Pebble Beach, like I, I, that pro am, I don't know if they had people there. It didn't seem like there was many fans in attendance at that, so I don't know if this was like the most people he's ever golfed in front of. He got the jitters a little bit, but he played like shit. I think he, of the holes that him and the homes won, he uh his better ball won them one hole. I mean it was it was bad. Brady was also Rodgers. off which was a lot of fun to watch but no the banter was good. Uh Rogers is pretty decent at golf. He
1: he impressed me last year watching him play like he was a yeah. you know, solid stick, you know. He he, he is he gets around all
0: right. Rogers is pretty tough. Mahomes played decent as well. Yep. Uh, but um no Brady there was one funny thing that happened during this that I saw a lot of people bringing up and there's it's like them calling them reverting to calling Rodgers a bad teammate is that he gave uh Brady came up to a putt and he's you know they're kind of discussing it and Brady's like basically like, "Well, I think it breaks left." And Rodgers is like, "No, nah, man, it, it goes right." Uh, "Are you sure?" Yeah, definitely goes right. So Brady Lines up the putt, takes Rogers' advice, it gl- goes left or whatever. It goes the opposite of whatever Rogers said. Yeah. And he just, you know, doesn't even come close to making the putt. So, what people were saying is that because that was the hole, I think that was 11 that could have won them or given them the lead, not won it, but could have given them the lead going into hole 12. Instead, they tie it off and it remains tied going into 12. Well, then Rogers sinks the winning putt. So, everybody's like, He's a fucking glory hound. Like he he gave he gave, <laughs> he gave Brady a bad read because he wanted to make the winning putt. He didn't want Brady to do it. Like it, it was pretty funny. But uh no, it was it's definitely definitely coming down to it's about the entertainment. It's not about the match at all, which which I'm okay with. I mean, I didn't I wasn't anticipating watching great golf. I just it was it's nice to see them like struggle at something, you know, like be yes. get frustrated a little bit, and you could see how when the match started to get tight at the beginning, they were kind of dicking off him, Han, making jokes and shit. And when it started, we started approaching like whole seven, eight, nine, where it was a tight, you know, match. The the joking and shit stopped. Like they got serious. They they f- were you know they're competitive. They're obviously paid competitors, so their competitiveness is higher than, you know, your average person, obviously. And, and they, you could tell because they just, they talk to their teammate. That's about it. There was no more shit talking. It was just like,
1: yeah. T- cool. Time to get it together and do the thing. Yeah. Which I, th- I think one of the things I liked about the match though, is that you take them out there with like professional golfers and you can just see yeah. that gap in between, even though these guys are like super athletes, you know, like, yeah. you know, no, it's yeah, not an easy game.
0: No, (laughs) it's definitely not. Definitely not. All right. uh, Moving on from the match, sticking with golf, though. The LIV is living. Skeddy's going to run of this. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So within the last week, they uh, finally announced the list. I forgot to pull up the list of all the golfers, but there was probably 10 to 15 recognizable names, I thought, on the list, uh, the biggest of which at the time was Dustin Johnson, who got a cool 125 million dollars uh just to go play on a tour which he surpassed Tiger Tiger Woods has made i think 121 million in his entire career on the course Dustin Johnson just got more than that just to show up um which is still nothing compared to today's news that uh Phil Mickelson signed for 200 yeah. million uh, oh, is that Tiger, what it was? I saw he committed million. I
0: saw, yeah, yeah i saw he announced he was going but i didn't see what the price tag yeah. was on that
1: 200 million um uh, they allegedly offered tiger something in the high nine figures so i'm thinking phil's 200 like tiger probably on like 750 million they offered him and he said no Um, wow but like we also saw kevin na who's been on tour for a while just basically straight up didn't even wait to see what the pga is gonna do just basically said no i'm done with the pga i'm just playing here exclusively Uh, you know he basically resigned from the tour said screw you i'm done um, but there was like uh, Charles Schwartzel's on there. Um, I'm trying to think: Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood. There was a there was a bunch of big names. Uh,
2: yeah, it'd be kind of interesting to
1: see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the PGA does. Like, especially with DJ, I think is the big one in my mind. Like, are you really going to tell Dustin Johnson he can't come play at your tournament? Like, he's not going to come play majors now. Like, I just don't buy that that's going to happen. But um, we'll see what they decide to do. I, I think it's it's great to see a big name like that. Uh, do this because he's opened the door for some of these smaller players. I think one of the amateurs, um, I don't remember the guy's name, one of the amateurs got six million dollars signing bonus, 250,000 per appearance, plus whatever he wins. So, you know, they're, they're just throwing money at players, and I just wish we'll that, see what happens.
0: I, I like this idea, and again, uh, I text you like Greg Norman's take where he said, you know. Golf doesn't golf is the only major sport that doesn't have free agency. And he's absolutely right. Yep. Like, and and those guys are at like, you know, basically the beck and call of the PGA and whatever they want and what they want to pay them and what they, you know, they're living off endorsements. Not necessarily. I'm not going to say that, but
1: most of them are, most of them are are barely scraping by still with the endorsements. Like, especially these guys who are trying to make it to the PGA tour, which is not an easy thing to do
0: they're like you know, my, these guys that are my, going my baseball out baseball players
1: yeah yeah like you're going out and playing and it's, it's some of these guys it costs them money to play pro golf every year yeah by the time yeah. you pay for your travel and your and your uh, um you travel your lodging you know you don't win much in the tournaments on the smaller tours like it's it's just a it's a grind and it's nice to see there's some competition you know i think the big one for me is a pga you, you know, like Put some of these lesser guys up for the weekend. Have a have a plane that charters some of these guys around from tournament to tournament, so they're not out of pocket for that stuff. Um, you know, hopefully, put some pressure on them to do something to make the tour better.
0: And then uh, some of the guys who have committed too. So, see, my that's what I was going to say. My only problem with it is I wish it wasn't money coming from Saudi Arabia. But, yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't know when we became okay with them again, but to my knowledge, we're not. Uh, well. I
1: do you, do you own any nike apparel well yeah okay then, then what's the, what's your problem they killed a uh, reporter oh that's too bad the little chinese kids making your shoes are fine like that's just come <laughs> that's on you know, like, No, good point you know you know it's just like
0: i honestly i do try not to buy nike i prefer like i prefer under armor but i do have some yeah, nike I, stuff for sure
1: i mean i mean which i'm not damning anyone but like
0: rory i think i've been on
1: on record saying this on the show like how are you going to be sponsored by Nike who just exploits Chinese labor and sit here and talk shit on Saudi Arabia? Like, and, and this doesn't justify Saudi. It doesn't make either of them. Okay. But you know, like it's the pot calling the kettle black, you know? It's, right. Yeah. I, I, I would know, agree with that.
0: Know, but yeah, you know, I do. I, I definitely have Nike stuff, but I try not to like, if I can get something different, I do. Like yeah. I don't, I don't want Nike stuff. I would prefer Under Armour. Maybe they do the same shit yeah. somewhere else. Oh yeah, I'm sure they
1: I'm sure everyone's doing it. Yeah,
0: I, you know, it's just a
1: you know political thing. But I, I get what you're saying. You know, it, it sucks that this money is backed up by that. But we'll see. I'm I'm still at the point. I don't know if they'll make it. I mean, Saudi is going to have to dump a bunch of money in this because I don't know what they have as far we'll as sponsorships see go. See what their return
0: it, is. Yeah, because there's got to be some type yeah. of return.
1: I think that people are going to be interested. I'm interested to watch. Like this is a nothing tournament. I know if I watch golf this weekend, that's what I'm going to be watching. Is is the LIV, which I don't even know where you watch it at. I have not I've done no research, Is yeah, any I'm going to try and find up? out. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I'm going to have to look into it. I know they tee off Thursday in London, so we're going to see. All
0: right, a uh, couple quick bits we're going to do before we move on for to uh, sports history. Uh, Broncos potentially sold. It sounded like the $4.5 billion bid that, uh, Walmart's Rob Walton, uh, provided for the, for the, uh, purchase of the Denver Broncos will be enough. So it sounds like he's going to be the next owner. I don't think they, they had to have their bids in by 3 PM today. Uh, so that, that, you know, this would be the highest, uh, price tag for a pro spran- uh, pro sports franchise. So, Hopefully the Bronco fans don't start uh, dressing like the people of Walmart that get passed around the internet. That would be not ideal. A <laughs> little, little cold out there at times, so you might want to you know be careful with that. Uh, Carlos Carrasco. This is just something I saw that I thought would be cool just to tell a quick story. Has pitched 11 years in the majors. He beat leukemia. He's taught himself English. He became a U.S. citizen. He's won 95 games. Uh, and his father, who lives in Columbia, had never seen him pitch in person in the majors until this past Wednesday. And uh, Carrasco pitched a, a good, I think he had five or six innings in and a five nothing win over the Nationals. I just thought that that was cool, you know, that because Carrasco has been through a bunch of shit in his career. Uh So. It's awesome. There was like a really cool image of his dad in the crowd, like fired up after a, sh- a strikeout or something like that. So I just want to give a quick shout out to Carlos Carrasco. Uh the NL NIL blindsides the NCAA. So this is uh play on words here. I re-watched the blind side the other night because this is one of those like babies up. I got nothing but time yep. to do. It. Yeah. So I watched the blind side from start to finish because it was on. Uh and one of the parts of the movie that really like kind of set in with me that obviously you never would have thought of back when the movie was released or even up until maybe this year or the year before, uh, the, the bad scheme that the NCAA had suspicions about with the uh, Tuohys adopting Michael Orr and they bring him into that office and there's the, the female NCAA rules enforcement officer who's basically interrogating him and believing that. Do you remember the part I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. So, so when she's like, did your parents, you know, woo you to go to old miss? Did they only adopt you to get you where you needed to be in a position to go to old miss? And, uh, I, th- I thought that that was uh, interesting as I am scrolling in my phone watching that scene and I see a headline that says, Ryan Day, Ohio State head coach, tells Boosters he needs $13 million in order to keep the players he has on the roster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Impressive.
0: Yeah. Like, how far we've come. Yeah, yep, uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's getting, yeah, this kid's getting questioned because uh, a, a rich couple in fucking wherever they live, Tennessee, uh, Memphis, I think, Yeah, uh, you know, adopt him, do the right thing, like, you know, put him in a position to succeed and then get basically shit on by the NCAA for it. And then now we have, you know, just no holds barred, yeah, fucking free, yeah. t- tossing Spend suitcases it. of money at people and nobody cares. It's it's uh, the more the shit goes on, man, the more I'm like, oh boy, like this is this has just bad news written all over it. College football yep. is going to go down the fucking drain. It really is. Yep. Uh, that's my yep. In my opinion. Some people, you know, they deserve the money and I'm not saying they don't. They work hard and they do their thing. And I'm all f- like I appreciate the NIL, yeah, but cap it's just going it, to get worse something. Now. This is fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. These, it, it, this the, is crazy. The,
1: the big money boosters are going to, you know, like other than Texas who apparently can't get their shit together. Right. Uh, Like you're going to land all these kids. Yeah. Everyone, you know, although maybe it's good because Alabama already beats up on everyone. So maybe, maybe, you know, like Alabama, Clemson and Georgia, Ohio state, like there'll be some people that can compete with them. finally. So maybe, maybe it's a good thing. We're looking at it wrong. Spend that money.
0: Spend that money. Uh, last but not least happy retirement, Frank Gore and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, Shout out Gore for uh, signing the one-day contract with the Niners. Obviously, Fitzy would have had
1: enough cap room to sign him. <laughs> there, there might be a trouble.
0: <laughs> they're going to get penalized for that. <laughs> yep. But no, Fitzy. Uh, so I started today listening to Adam Schefter's podcast. He had him on. Uh, hour-long episode and I didn't get to finish it and I didn't even get to the part where he starts talking about Buffalo but I saw an article where they pulled quotes from the interview and he said that Fitzy said that the Bills fan base was his favorite group that he played played in front of and that he felt just at home there and he said that his favorite teammate of all time is Fred Jackson so I thought that that was cool he you know uh, gave some shout outs there he also said I don't know if you remember the shirt off photo. He was at the Bills Patriots playoff game yep. this past year where he had a shirt off with the crowd yep. and everything. and What? 15 degree temperature or whatever it was. Yeah. It was not, it was not nice. No, but, and he gave a lot of kudos to Alan basically said that he's like, Josh is like, so Buffalo, like his attitude and everything. And according to Fitzy, Josh doesn't even know how good he is or what, you know, his ceiling is, could possibly be so that's a comforting feeling to hear that from another a guy who's actually around him and not you know that he thinks he's the fucking man and you know because i just want him to continue working hard and get better and better and hopefully one day win a super bowl but uh but yeah so shout out frank gore i mean frank gore did some time in buffalo too yep i I appreciate appreciated him for a season uh yeah so that's just that's I mean, Frank Gore obviously Hall of Famer. Fitzy, not yeah. Hall of Famer, yeah. but no. just uh, a guy who, like I put on the podcast page. If you don't like, like if you hate Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think that that says more about you as a person than it does, correct? You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick because how, how do you hate that guy? No, he he played with more heart than ninety eight percent of the NFL players that I've ever watched in my lifetime. And yeah, dude. For sure. well, dude dude left it all out there every fucking game. So, the Fitzmagic will be missed. The Fitzmagic will be missed. The Amish Rifle. That was the other thing. They, they I saw some like picture like a picture timeline of him and he didn't have a beard in the Buffalo picture, but that was like where the Amish Rifle came from, I thought. I don't don't remember. And then Fitzmagic remember. definitely started in Yeah, in that Buffalo, was Buffalo, but That was Buffalo, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, opening buzz brought to you by Bush Light. Farmer cans available for each case you purchase. Bush Light will donate $1 to Farm Rescue with John Deere matching the total. We are going to take a quick break and we will be back with uh, a very fast sports history.
1: Whenever you crack open a Bush Light, the mountain starts singing.
2: <laughs> it's cold and it's smooth and it's waiting for you. What is going on? Hit it, giant Kenny G. It's so smooth. Head for mountains of Bush, like beer. Hi, this is Brian Hagberg, and I wanted to take a moment to tell you about our new website, YourDailyLocal.com. Your Daily Local is your new home for news, sports, and events in Warren County and beyond. Our goal is to cover the people, places, events, and happenings that matter to you in a variety of ways, including writing, video, and audio. And the best part? All of our content is available for free. Head to yourdailylocal.com to get the news you need when you need it. Let's take a look back at this week in sports history.
0: This week in sports history is brought to you by your daily local visit yourdailylocal.com for the news you need when you need it. Three fast sports history facts. And it's actually from today's date, June 6th. So 1937, the Philadelphia Phillies trailing eight to two to St. Louis, uh, the ump makes the Phillies forfeit the game. Uh did read into it a little bit. It had something to do with uh a rain delay, and um there was a law that they couldn't play baseball after so long. And for whatever reason, the Phillies were like ready to be done. I think they were in the middle of it. They had it was the second game of a doubleheader. So I don't know if they were just gassed or what, but they were winning eight, two. But uh they start like doing unneeded pitching changes, long mound visits, asking for a new ball. The ump called a delay a game and made them forfeit. So they lost while up eight to two. <laughs> Number two, 1966. This is one of the most important days in a NFL fans life. Actually, the NFL and the AFL announced the merger. So that's, that was a huge, huge day that a lot of people don't even know about. Uh, but if you get back and read about that time and the things that both leagues brought to the table that made it, you know, what it has grown to be today, a uh, very important day in NFL history. So uh, not, last but not least, 1977, the Doobie brothers sponsor a golf classic and concert at Calabasas park. I probably said that wrong.
2: Call Con-
0: Cal- Cala. What would you say? Calabasas Park Country and Country Club and Century Plaza <laughs> Hotel in Los Angeles to benefit the United Way. I don't know if that they played while the tournament was going on, but are you a music while golfing guy?
1: Oh, I love music while I'm golfing.
0: Okay, me too. Love it. Some people I get like weirded out like during scramble league, so I'll have music on for Silas and I to listen to, and then I'm like. Yeah, you got to check at the country club. Yeah, you, you never know.
1: Cur- courtesy, you never- courtesy for that end member guest should always check with the people you're playing with. Screw the yeah. people around you; the people you're playing with are who matter.
0: Okay, noted. Uh, but that's it. That's it for sports history. Like I said, it's gonna you don't be fast. you don't have
1: the bonus fact.
0: No bonus fact this week. A- A-
1: Aaron Donald just signed the like ninety million dollar guaranteed contract. Oh yeah, you're that'll right. be on. So- that'll be on next year. Be on next, yeah, next year, yeah, that'll be
0: on sports, sports history. history. But yeah, history made today. You're right. So yeah, bonus fact. Aaron Donald becomes the highest paid non-quarterback uh in, in history, the NFL. right? In the history, yeah. yeah. So bonus fact 2022. And a half,
1: 65 million for two years, and then I think that he's got an option but to come, over, come back in 2024 for another 30 40, million guarantee.
0: Yeah, but over 40 for the season, right? I, I don't know I don't know. Yeah, he's he's like the first and... first player to eclipse 40 million non-quarterback. That that'll,
1: that'll be on next year. Yeah.
0: Well, they got that money tree out in LA, it must be. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah.
1: Didn't even think about that.
0: Yeah, just printing it out there. Yeah, printing money and they I, I think the Rams are why inflation is happening actually.
1: They they're using a fraction of that $8 gas to, to pay the players. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, they keep printing money, and it just devalues its worth, and Perfect. now now we're all suffering. So thanks a lot, less need. Fucking dick. All right. Uh, sports history brought to you by Your Daily Local. Visit yourdailylocal.com for the news you need when you need it. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Skedion Golf Tips. Hey there, everyone. This is Phil with JP Photography. I know, I know. A photography ad on a sports show? I get it. You're here for Sports Talk and listening to Joe and Sketty's insane rambling. Wait, what? But bear with me for a few. I just want to tell you that JP Photography not only offers wedding photography, but also does events, engagements, headshots, family photos, and even some product photography. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for JP Photography or go directly to our website at johnphilphotography.com. That's J-O-N-P-H-I-L photography.com. He's absolute
1: trash.
2: Sketty on. Let's have a listen to what is on this week.
1: Zero percent chance that works. Let's hear it, kid. Okay, so Usually watch a lot of videos on golf tips. I believe you do the same thing. I think most normal people watch a lot of golf tips if you're if you're into the sport at all. Uh, and normally they're help helpful, you know, little swing changes and stuff. But I saw one today that was tips to break ninety. And the first two tips were play the correct tees. Now, I'm all for playing whatever tee you think it helps you out to enjoy the game. That's fine and good, but you can't go play. You know a 5500 yard course and say oh yeah i break 90 regularly no you don't if you're a man you have a course and you have like conawango it's the white tees depends on where you're at what your normal league play is that's what tees you should play to say that you broke 90. the equivalent doing that is the equivalent of me cranking a basketball hoop down to eight feet dunking on it going around and telling people yeah i dunk all the time nothing to it sometimes <laughs> i even do a little 360 jam uh just, just annoys the hell out of me. I mean, again, am not trying to be a gatekeeper for the golf game or anything, but if you're going to start saying stuff with your score, play the course as it's supposed to be played. Don't go to the, the closer tees to make it easier for yourself so you can tell your buddies that you did something or you can feel better about yourself. I, I I don't know anyone that would do that anyway. I can't, like, I would not feel good playing the Reds and saying, yeah, I shot 68 today. Woo, great times. Like, no, I cheated, dude. Not cheated, but I cheated myself. Don't like it. Think it's a problem we have in this world. You see that one come up on your YouTube videos. Turn the video off. Practice your 100 yard and end game. You'll actually
0: break 90. One question. Okay. What, like, so, like, isn't white tees where I'm always supposed to be playing from? No, Are they, uh, they change. Like, how do you so, know? So, so how the fuck am I well, supposed to know if I go to a course where they're different colors? I'm one, you, in from, you, one in from the tips, right?
1: Well, no, I mean, it depends on where you go. Some of these places like out west, they'll have five different sets of teeth. Normally what you do when you look at, uh, and I think this is where the tip originated, what they were trying to do with it is you look at what the course length is. You know, like Connewongo from the tips, I believe is like 6,500 yards. It's not a long course by any means. Um, you know, typically you want to be playing something, you know, between six and, you know, 60, uh, 67, 68, is a pretty long course. Um, you know, and there's some courses that are over, over 7,000 yards. Uh, if you go to another course and you're just playing, you know, I would kind of ask, I usually go by that, like figure out like, okay, what's the tips and then go one in from that. Um, but some guys like to play the tips. You hit the ball a long way, playing the tips is fine. Uh. You know, I think there's a little added difficulty in that, and anytime you lengthen like the course, it's going to make it a little bit more difficult. Uh, but you know, for the most part, if you're at, if you have a home course, you're going to know. Uh, and a, a lot of the courses around here are just the standard four t setup. You know, you you got your uh, your tips, your men's, your uh, seniors, and then your ladies tees. But they did put it in so that you could. There's a handicap adjustment for what tee you're playing on.
0: So the only course I think I can I've ever played where I know there was like five sets of tee boxes where I was like what the fuck like we're but yeah. we, you know figured it out quick was uh Peak and Peak.
1: Yeah, yeah, which there's one there, you know, your bigger courses will do that and it gives you options to play. Yeah. Um but you kind of just got to know in your head like what do you like again, Conowango, kind of I think from the whites whites to blue is not much different. It's like 6400 yards. Um We would do this a lot in Arizona when I'd go out with my old man and and his buddies. Um, They would want to play not quite the senior tees, but they were not quite like, I mean, the courses were short. Like there were multiple times I drove par fours out there. Like it it was just too short for me, but that's what they wanted to play. That's what we played. You know, there's not really nothing wrong with that, but you kind of know
0: in your head, but you can't just so the point of Scotty on this week is if you want to break 90 don't just move up to the next t boxes and things Exactly. That you're yeah. Yeah, that's yeah not exactly. Yeah, it's not that's your, that's it's not improving yeah. your game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah,
1: that's not that's not improving your game. Work on your 100 yard in game. That's how you break 90. Um, you know, just moving up and saying you did it, like I said, that's the equivalent of lowering the basketball hoop and saying I can dunk like just because it works for you doesn't mean you know doesn't mean
0: right. anything. Yeah. All right, that's it for Skeddy On. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be back with the things that sting.
2: Jones Pest Control, your hometown pest control company, servicing residential and commercial properties in Warren and surrounding areas since 2015. Sean and his crew will work tirelessly to keep your home or business free of insects to rodents and everything in between. Contact Jones Pest Control at 814 230 9548 and set up an appointment today. And remember, ants, spiders, bees, or mice don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control,
1: 814-230-9548. out means sales and services with two locations on Warren's East Side. Their garage at 800 Lexington Avenue not only services cars sold by means, but has knowledgeable staff and modern state-of-the-art equipment waiting to serve their hometown of Warren. Whatever you need, including alignments, tires, brakes, yearly or enhanced PA inspections, oil changes, and much more, make your appointment today at 814-723-7191-Extension 2.
2: Now time for The Things That Sting, the worst stories in sports, according to Joe.
0: Things That stings, powered by Jones Pest Control. Ants, spiders, bees, or mice. Don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548. All right, we're going to roll through these so we can get Scotty out of here and get Brian in. I'm making a trade. Uh, some may call it an upgrade. Some <laughs> may not. I don't know. Uh, first one, uh, just going back to... Uh, story a few weeks ago, Jerry Judy charges dropped. He was charged with second degree criminal tampering uh, could still face suspension from the league for misconduct, obviously. Uh, but you know, I, I doubt it. It's the NFL. You can do whatever you want. Um, Deshaun. So this is a interesting one. 23rd and 24th lawsuit have been filed. So he's now up to 24. The 23rd lawsuit The victim claims, so there's, you know, some detailed stuff in these ones. I'm just going to kind of highlight. In the the 23rd lawsuit, the victim claims that his behavior grew worse during every massage. The first encounter, he kept demanding the plaintiff, the victim, go inside of his anus. She did not comply with that, but that she decided to give Watson the benefit of the doubt as she thought that maybe he was ashamed or embarrassed of this fetish. (laughs) okay yep uh in the second encounter the behavior escalated he started getting handsy and kept asking the plaintiff if she wanted his penis in her mouth On the third encounter the plaintiff did not want to do the third massage she contends that she was pressured by her boss to do it Uh, from the complaint as to the third massage she said he repeatedly requested that she the victim have sex with him he told the victim he had a condom in his bag. He touched the plaintiff between her legs. She had to massage him from a distance as a way to avoid his groping. When the massage was over, she decided to quit her job at the salon she was working at. So now on the 24th uh, lawsuit, the victim says she gave uh, gave Watson two massages at her apartment in August of 2020 and that he masturbated in front of her and ejaculated during the second encounter. The first massage was professional, the suit stated that Watson had to leave after abruptly taking a phone call. By the end of the second encounter, the woman said she was in complete shock and could not speak after Watson continued masturbating more aggressively. Her lawsuit said she ran into the bathroom to clean Watson's ejaculation off of her. So th- I how, I just how- can't. There's there's some piece to that last one where I'm like, well, how did it get on her? Uh, I mean, I don't want to go into detail on a Facebook Live about that, but like, yeah, either either he's either he's got some fucking horsepower behind that, or she was close enough that that's like that. I just don't understand
1: how you're not. I don't. I mean, I don't want to like undermine her story, or you know, like. But just how I can't envision in my mind a guy sitting there, you know, doing that. And you're just like, okay, I'm going to keep massaging you. This is yeah. weird. Like you didn't right. say stop or like right. leave the room. Like I, I don't understand. Yeah. And then maybe uh, she felt like she couldn't, you know what well, I, you know,
0: I mean? I think she was the one who said she wanted to maintain a professional, uh, you know, she wanted to maintain yeah, but, her professionalism. And I believe she was the one who said, and i didn't put this in my notes it was the 23rd or the 24th one but I, I can't remember which one but one of them said that uh they were kind of afraid to reprimand him because of his size compared to you know yeah,
1: well her. i mean that, that i i'd buy that yeah. if that so there was some I'd fear that
0: that was fear to instilled like... uh but to, to the icing on the cake is the next two bits for deshaun watson his attorney rusty harden was recently interviewed where he says and this is a quote I don't know how many men are out there now that have had a massage that perhaps occasionally there was a happy ending. Maybe there's nobody in your listening audience that has ever that has ever happened to. I do want to point out if it has happened, it's not a crime. okay? unless you are paying somebody extra or so to give you some type of sexual activity, it's not a crime. Doing something or saying something or being a way that makes you uncomfortable is not a crime. So Rusty Harden, uh, attorney of the year, just pointed out that, hey, he he didn't do it. But if he did, it wasn't illegal. OK, OJ,
1: I didn't do it. But if I did, this is how I would. Have done. You're right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: Come uh, now, on.
0: <laughs> also leaked this week is that Deshaun offered each plaintiff in 2021, offered each plaintiff a hundred thousand dollars but required a, an aggressive non-disclosure agreement uh, that obviously the attorney who's representing all of them were like, no, <laughs> you're not. Yeah probably, yeah. probably because they think they can get more. I don't know. But, or they want their story heard. Uh, it could be that too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, more on that's, Deshaun. So yeah. great, great look for Cleveland, man. Wow. Yeah. I just can't. That one's. Congrats, uh, on, your, congrats on your new whew. quarterback. Looking, looking like that's going to pan out. Uh, Number two, Marion Barber. This is a sad one. According to a source, uh, police responded to a welfare check at Barber's apartment because someone had called about a water leak coming from his apartment. Police forced their way in. Uh, Frisco police uh, just, they police uh, forced their way in and found Barber passed away. The quote from the release says, Frisco police responded to a welfare concern at an apartment believed to be leased by Marion Barber. Police spokesman Joshua Lovell said Frisco police along with Collin County medical examiner's office are now investigating an unattended death at the location. So here's, uh, just, uh, the gross, gross bit of the day. And I'm, this is, I'm not saying this is what happened, but it's likely, uh, those people who called in the water leak coming through their ceiling.
1: No, it wasn't water.
0: Probably wasn't water. It was probably bodily fluids uh yeah sadly i don't know that for sure but that could be the only reason i would think that uh i mean a number of reasons there could have been because police force entry i'm sure people were like oh they just fucking kick a door in whenever there's a lot of factors leading up to what you would consider yeah. exigency to be able to do that and uh one of them being that or a uh, pile of mail sitting outside uh his car sitting there. Nobody's seen him in a week, you know, lots of factors play into what, when you make that call to go ahead in and see what's happening inside that apartment. But, uh, sad though. Marion Barber was a lot of fun to watch. He ran fucking hard. Uh, yep. There is no cause of death released, but I did read a, uh, uh, quote from his attorney, which hinted at it being a suicide. Uh, so I don't know if that is the case or not. So don't quote me on that. But that was, that was how I interpreted his uh, his statement. But yeah, sad, sad case. Marion Barber was he was great. So uh, last one before we get to the rundown. Idaho State assistant football coach Devonta Neal is charged, uh, arrested by police in Pocatello, Idaho, at the request of the Maricopa County and Arizona Sheriff's Office on a warrant that includes charges of first-degree murder, uh, drive-by shooting, and a discharge of a firearm at a structure, according to Pocatello Police. He remains in Bannock County Jail pending extradition to Arizona. Records show and uh, the alleged shooting of Brian T. Burns took place in 2017. So this is a five-year-old Yo. crime. They are yeah. uh, tying to this uh, assistant football coach for Idaho State. So... We'll keep an eye on that one uh, you know as it goes through like we normally do all right let's get to the rundown which is five stories nothing too too pressing i don't believe but a climate activist interrupted a french open semifinal by attaching herself to the net and kneeling on the court She's wearing a shirt that said we have one thousand Twenty-eight days left. So mark your calendar for March twenty-seventh, twenty-twenty-five. It is the end of the world uh, between climate activists and rapture nuts. Uh, I when it, when's this going to happen? Because they keep giving me dates, and you know, I t- what have we lived through like four or five already? What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, the near renovation is the group that claimed responsibility for the invasion. Uh, and they, uh, the best comment I saw was, let her stay there and let these pro tennis players start the match and see how dedicated she is. <laughs> as, they're, like as they're buzzing 120 mile an hour serves past her head. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Buffalo Bills linebacker, special teamer, essentially, but a damn good one. Andre Smith suspended six game for PEDs. I have a theory that he was uh, roofied with the PEDs because the Bills want to make room for that rookie linebacker who they just drafted out of Baylor. It, it it's only making sense to me. That's a good reason to cut him. But Andre Smith's good, so it it is shitty. But uh, the Jacques Peterson and Tommy Fam drama continues as Tommy now calls out Mike Trout, calling him the worst commissioner in fantasy sports. He didn't okay. step in. He didn't step in when this. Uh, issue was happening so that's what they're basically saying is like it was his problem to deal with and he didn't deal with it uh poor mike trout you know he's just trying to play baseball and and now he's getting tommy fam mad at him who gives sh- shut up tommy uh lavar errington and brady quinn go in on drew Brees, uh who's done at nbc after one season In uh, their podcast, sports show, radio show, whatever it is, Brady Quinn says he's not really wanted by NBC. He's not really wanted by the Saints. Maybe he will end up with Fox, but that's a tough pill to swallow if you're a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, And then Arrington adds maybe he's acting out because that's what he's used to feeling. He's just not as popular as he thinks he is. He's not as loved as he thinks he is. And he acts out when it doesn't go the way he would like it to go for him. He's reaching out and he's crying for attention. Interesting takes from two guys who who what? Levar played like how many years in the NFL? Yeah, not many. Not many. He More was than Brady good. Quinn. More than yeah. Brady Quinn was trash. Like whatever. Yeah. Talk some shit on Drew Brees. He had a great career. He's a Super Bowl champion, number two all time passer. Like uh, whatever. Brady yeah. Quinn. Brady Quinn yeah. shouldn't even be able to speak. Correct. Uh. uh Last but not least, Twins broadcaster Jim Cat has an offensive take, according to the internet, uh, when speaking of Yankees pitcher Nestor Cortez, who we just spoke about last week, he he calls uh, Nestor Nestor the molester. Uh, While the media had a complete meltdown about Jim Cat's uh, uh, white guy announcer take that he said uh, about Nestor Cortez, um, Cortez responds with Quote, I'm sure you know he didn't really mean it and people make mistakes, but it didn't offend me at all. Nestor Cortez is getting up there on my list. Yep. And I'm not and yeah, I'm not like and I'm not allowed to say too bad he's a Yankee until October. So for now, <laughs> I like <laughs> Nestor Cortez, the Yankees pitcher. No, I just think that he's uh taking a, an extremely mature approach to a lot of shit that's been thrown his way the past couple weeks.
1: The guy that said it's like 83 as well so like he's maybe maybe time to get him out of the booth anyway but yeah i don't think he meant it in a derogatory way
0: i thought he was talking about the strike zone
1: exactly that's i'm sure that's what he was talking about because you know
0: 83 i think that makes sense cortez does touch some strike zones too i mean he's a he's like the in the front runner for al uh cy young right now so i don't know people man just everything sensitive sad upsets you just fucking calm down please just relax everybody just relax breathe breathe uh one story i didn't get to on the things that sting that i will be uh bringing in next week because i was waiting for more quotes and uh response and stuff like that tampa bay rays had i think five players who refused to wear the pride gear I didn't get to read too much on it, so I'm saving that one for next week because uh, then we'll have a better understanding idea and and uh, be able to roll with that one a little bit better. But uh, definitely that one's crushing some headlines right now. People are very upset by that. So we will uh, touch on that next week, like I said. Not like Nestor touches strike zones, but we're, <laughs> we're going to touch on it next week. All right. Uh that's going to do it for things to sting. This edition of things to sting powered by Jones Pest Control. Ants, spiders, bees, or mice don't think twice, call Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548. Everybody say bye to Skeddy. He's taken off yep. for My Hive and I'm going to be bringing in Brian Hagberg, so I'm going to put up the uh break time video here while I get him in and uh Skeddy we'll see you next week. Yep, I may be in the comments. We'll see. Oh, great. <laughs> Blue Line Auto, located at 1606 Pennsylvania Avenue East in Warren, is locally owned and operated and is a family run business specializing in vehicle sales and service. They offer state and safety inspections and general car repairs, including but not limited to brakes and rotors, tires, oil changes, batteries, starters, and alternators. They also offer vehicle undercoating prior to winter to help keep your vehicle protected. Currently, their hours are Monday through Wednesday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Thursday and Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call them today to schedule your next appointment at 814-230-9061. Your safety is their goal. Hi, this is Ryan Klein, the host of the new pop culture podcast,
2: Me, Myself, and Ryan. You can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and several other platforms. Special guests, breakaway shows, bonus episodes, cold beers, and a whole lot more. So what are you guys and gals waiting for?
0: Subscribe now to the Me, Myself, and Rye podcast on Spotify or wherever it is that you get your
2: shows and start listening today. My Hive, Joe and Skeddy's very own world of sports.
0: My Hive is presented by Blue Line Auto. For all your automotive needs, call Blue Line Auto at 814-230-9061 or stop in at 1606 Pennsylvania Avenue East and warn Brian Hagberg, your daily local. Mr. Bees, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? (sighs)
2: <sighs> we're doing all right. It's a busy time of year for us.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you taking a few minutes and hopping in here with me. Sketty had to bounce for some peppermint late night work stuff he's got to do. I don't know. It must be the uh, chocolate milk truck comes in and they treat it like gold because they charge you, you know, eight bucks for a cup of it. So
2: you mean they don't they don't attach it to a fire hose and spray everybody around with it like Kurt Angle? <laughs> no. <laughs> he did that with chocolate milk? Well, was, I mean, it was white milk. It was Kurt Angle. Of course it was white uh, milk. But, you know. Kurt Angle. I did see Scotty doing it with chocolate milk.
0: I would be there for that. I could bathe in that stuff. But anyways, so the reason Brian's coming on is I had this idea the other day because I saw there was like an article or something in the page. It might have been the Times. might have been you. might have been just something somebody posted on the, uh, maybe the You Grew Up in Warren Facebook page or something like that. But it was talking about the Warren County uh, Playground Program, which I was like, you know, I grew up in that. A lot of people did. This is back, you know, before there was a million camps you could attend and, uh, you know, travel ball that you're busy doing all the time, practices every night. Like you did Little League in the evening and Mm -hmm. you did playground during the day. That was my summer. Like that's what I that's what I did. So we're going to start with you, Brian. I want to hear. Uh, cause basically we're going to do like a then and now, but I want to know, okay. uh, what playgrounds you attended. Uh, you, you told me you went to a couple of them, so I'll have yep. you tell, talk about that and then we'll talk about, cause I went to a couple too, primarily one, but there was another one I attended, uh, here and there if I was at my cousin's for the day or something
2: like that. So, okay.
0: uh, go ahead. Where did you, what playground program did you go to? Uh, well, the first one I went to was, uh, down
2: at Beatty. I used to live right up on on fifth Avenue there. So just a couple blocks from my house, um, went down to Beatty and was there like, just, just like you, I mean, basically every day from 10 AM to 4 PM. Yeah. That's, that's where we were. Um, and it, I mean, it was packed almost every day. There there was rarely a time when there were less than at least a dozen kids there uh, on any given day. Um, So yeah, I was there for three or four years and then spent a couple summers uh, living with my grandparents up in Scandia, um, which was a whole different experience, right? Because like, you know, most of the playgrounds you had like this one little maintenance shack where they kept like the kickballs and the box hockey (laughs) sticks in a bathroom if you were lucky. Um, But in Scandia, they actually used... The school for that, and so even if it rained, we would still go because they'd just come on unlock the school and we'd tear ass around the school for however long. Yeah. Um, you know, and and honestly, that was that was where I was introduced to uh, Nirvana's Nevermind was at the Scandia School during the summer playground program. So nice. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah completely changed <laughs> the the course of the rest of my uh, childhood slash adolescence um but then right so like if you were in town every monday was carpool day right um uh, well obviously if you're in scandia you're not walking down to the carpool right um so we would hop in a, a van or a bus or something and drive out to red oak and basically take over the the red out red oak campground pool for an
0: afternoon so i i had similar experience because i'm a starbrick playground kid so mm-hmm. that's where that was me ty and ryan honhart you know? uh james california josh wolf aaron van Gelder. uh i mean matt sippridge there was a bunch of us that and we, that was our spot like we were always at starbrick playground but as far as the pool goes uh and this is like hilarious to me too because this is just shit that like never would happen now Like I think we had to have like a little card signed, and we just hopped Mm -hmm. in the car. Um, Melody Madigan was our supervisor, and we would just hop in her van, and she would drive us down to Youngsville. And that's we went to the Broken Straw Pool. That's where we went because it was about the same distance as uh, the carpool, but it wasn't as crowded. So, because pool day, you know, it was like insane at the carpool because of all the play. Because this is when we're talking how many play. I mean the list mulberry uh defreeze carbon crescent, carbon
2: north warren uh Lacey. um oh, I'm, I'm no i'm missing one somebody's gonna jump into comments and be like i can't believe you forgot
0: crescent you said crescent yeah oh beach street there was one on on beach that yeah that was, was uh like, carbon no, carbon was on the west end. Hold on. It's in oh, It's in the comments on the Facebook. Oh, this right. is going to be loud for a no, second probably. Yep, see. Yep. I had to go to the podcast page and there's a live thing that popped up. <laughs> so here we go. Uh Let's see who. I think it was I don't know. Mark Swanson put a really really good Yeah, he did. Oh, I, re- I read that. Memorial Playground, Beach, and Carbon, like he said, the forgotten playgrounds. Memorial, where was Memorial? Was that at, like War Memorial Field? I was just gonna say, I think there was one down by. Oh, here eye. he is. He Mark's in the comments no, right now. Oh, he said right. that. So that's South Street. Where was Mark? Where was Memorial at? Because that's one that I I don't remember that one. I know Beach would have been in that like area, the grassy area where the bells were. Yeah, Memorial was at the YMCA, so that was yeah. in War Memorial Field. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's just so many of them that like, mm-hmm. and, and well,
2: it, like, it's funny you bring that you, you brought this up today because we had the, um, they, they did the dedication for the healing garden down by the hospital a couple of weeks ago, or I guess at the, near the beginning of May. And one of the things that several of the speakers talked about, um, was the summer playground program and, um, uh, you know, Karen Bonnell is specifically, um, know and just some of the things that they encountered with her through the summer playground program and we're talking you know these are folks that are um how do i put this gently um aged beyond my years even so you know i mean this is talking we're going way back i mean i was at Beatty probably 87 88 somewhere in there um, and so they would have had to been doing the summer playground program at least five or six years before that.
0: Right. Yeah. So like one of the big events too, the two big events that I always remembered from the playground program mm-hmm. was the kickball tournament at Crescent yep. Park. Yep. that was every playground showed up and they yep. did a tournament. That was badass. And then the Darien Lake trip.
2: Yep. <laughs> Everybody, the went Lake. Lake.
0: Everybody went to Darien Everybody went to Like, get on the bus. That's when you meet like the chicks from the other playground. Yeah, it's a strong, <laughs> big, strong day for you know some eleven and twelve year olds who are uh, just you know trying to enjoy their summer. Mm-hmm. But like, I just it, it kind of like sucks for like in my opinion that it's gotten to, to where it's like what now it's Lacey, Beatty, and Crescent are the
2: only three. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent. They're doing even Crescent. Crescent got cut now too. Well, I know they, they cut it last year because they were doing the, um, the renovations. Oh, okay. Um, and then they were, it, it's basically, if they get enough people signed up, if they, if they, one, if they could get enough supervisors yeah. and two, if they could get enough kids signed up, they would, they would. So, so it might so just be La- Beatty, Lacey, Lacey and
0: yeah. Beatty right now. That's mm-hmm. terrible. I mean, you're, you're talking, there was 25, 30 playgrounds, you know, Young Russell. Russell had one like yeah. out in the County Sugar Grove. Like it was everywhere. Yeah, and it was Chicago just essentially, it was essentially a free summer camp, mm-hmm. and, which is probably why, you know, it wasn't making money. It was a co- It was definitely costing money. So I'm right. sure that's why it was on the chopping block. Like I get that part of it, but just how many families it helped. I mean, I, I remember like, the first time because my mom would drive me down and she, we'd load my bike in the back of the station wagon and it was <laughs> badass, you know, you yep. know. And, and uh, I remember when she first started letting me ride down the hill because I was on top of Yankee Bush. OK, so it was like a big day for me when she was like, OK, you can ride down to the playground. <laughs> you know, I had to have my helmet on and everything. Oh, yeah. And that was wild, though. I felt like that was like flying the coop day for me as a kid where I'm like, I, I've made it like. I have the trust of my mother to operate this two wheel machine down this steep ass hill and not die. And, and, you know, I only, I only crashed once and it was when I was on a scooter right in front of Ty's house too. I made it all the way to the bottom and that's where I piled up.
2: It's it's funny you say that because the, the first playground experience I had and that was the other thing is you got, um, you got lunch there.
0: Yeah, a bag lunch if if you were there. And I don't remember. I don't remember that part. I don't think we got lunches. Okay, we we uh, used to take because here's how here's kind of like how it operated for me. We figured out a way to play three on three pickup baseball on the little Starbrick field. the (laughs) The backstop was destroyed, like Mm -hmm. it was just like two fences. There wasn't even like an actual backstop behind where home plate was. But what we did was we drug three tires out into the field. We played pitcher's paradise, three on three baseball. We would start first thing in the morning at lunch. We would write the score in the dirt at home plate. So we remembered what it was. We'd leave for lunch uh, wherever we were going, you know, somebody else's house or your own house. But we would all meet back and we'd pick up right where we left off. And like Melody. uh, But I just remember like you just show up and then you fill out an index card, like a literally index card you'd put your information on. And then that's when you were, and then when you needed picked up, look, tell me if you did this, you'd call, call collect. But <laughs> when, but when you say your name, you just say, mom, need picked up yep. and then she would not accept the call. Yep. <laughs> and then she'd be, you know, be there in 10 minutes. It was, <laughs> uh-huh.
2: that was, that was the, the line, I mean, related, but not, you know, I mean, when I was at Beatty, um, in the middle school, that was, if you had practice, that was the line at the payphone. Outside yeah. the gym at Beatty was everybody call and collect to call for their ride. But no, I didn't I didn't have to do that in the summer because I always lived close enough yeah. that it was within walking distance. And that actually got me in trouble. The f- The very first time I went to the playground was one of the carpool days. And uh, my mom didn't want me to go um, because I was still you know, not the best swimmer. Um, and so... <laughs> So, you know, we're there and, and this is why I remember that that they had the bag lunch at least for a couple of years, um, because we're all sitting there eating lunch and then the playground supervisor um, was like, all right, everybody, you know, get your stuff and we're going to walk over to the carp uh, And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't have anything, you know, it's just, you know, shorts and a t-shirt or whatever. And I was like, hold on, I'll, I'll go get some stuff. And because my house was only like two blocks away. Yeah. I walked up to my house and I got swimsuit and towel for me and somebody else who had forgotten their stuff and walked back down. And we went off to the carpool and I was my mom worked through the day. And I typically was with a a babysitter. And so the babysitter was like, yeah, you can go to the playground. And then we left the playground and went to the carpool and the babysitter knew that I wasn't supposed to go. And came down to the playground and was like, where the fuck they go? <laughs> and, we're, and we're over at the carpool and uh, I come back to the babysitter's house later and, you know, she's reaming me up one side and down the other. And uh, my mom comes to pick me up and uh, she's getting ready to do the same. And then she took a look at me and she's like, ah, you're going to get punished enough for this in the next three or four days because I went to the carpool and had no sunscreen lotion, no sunscreen at <laughs> all. And she's like, you walked into the room and you were pink from head to toe. And she, and she said, I figured you were going to get punished enough for that uh, little adventure that you went on and <laughs> just suffering the sunburn for the next week.
0: Yeah. And, and yeah, like stories like that, like, it's like, it's just something I was reminiscing on the other day and kind of thinking about. And now no. I drive by Starbucks playground and where the basketball hoop was, is a, uh, tank battery. <laughs> the basketball hoop's gone. They, they, the cement pad where the, you know, the asphalt was is now where tank batteries sit. They actually moved the, uh, backstop. Well, what was left of the backstop where we played, they tore it down and they put one facing the other direction, which, uh, not not our fault, but I remember when we got to the point where we realized we were too old to be playing baseball at that field because uh, California gets a, a red line big barrel, so it's the first big barrel that we all like see, and we're like, well, you know, holy shit, <laughs> this is badass, mm-hmm. and we started launching balls into Ty's pool because because he, <laughs> he lived like our home uh-huh. run was the weeds, and there was a crick. And right. on the other side of the creek was Ty's backyard, and that's where the pool was. And I remember Todd came over, his dad and was Hondo, you know, Todd. Oh, yeah. he, he came over and was basically like, uh, either you guys are going to find a new place to play or you're done using that bat. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, because he was a large yeah. man. So we were all like, yes, <laughs> right. sir. <Yeah>. Yes, <laughs> sir, Todd. What, you know, whatever you say, Mr. Honhart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I was just like, uh, couple other things i was thinking about oh so my my like side playground that i went to every once in a while was carbon and that was because my cousin lived on the west end so if i was down there for the day we'd go over to carbon playground and ironically pam taylor was my playground supervisor who i then went on to work with her husband at wpd but um yeah, it was uh. So that was like, and that, what what was crazy when we went down there though is I was like, man, these guys are so lucky because they had Betch Jackson at their disposal oh, yeah. to yeah. play whatever you know they wanted to, and I always thought like, man, we're we're like the roughnecks out in Starbridge playing <laughs> using tires as bases, and mm-hmm. but we like got you know that's what we did, and it was, and and the other thing I was thinking, we need to, like somehow we need to bring back box hockey. Like I, yes. I would rather play box hockey than Cornhole. Yeah. Yeah. I think and,
2: that's fair.
0: And if you, and if we can make this an adult game, like Cornholes, you know, your adult drink, you got to have a beer in your hand. Like I could play box hockey with one, one, you know, using one hand on a stick, beer stays in your hand, make it a game mm-hmm. like, you know, just like that. So I think we need to figure like somebody needs to. Well, okay. Let me, things. let me ask you, let me ask you this
2: though. what, was your was your box hockey you you took turns taking shots or were you just chaos and everybody slamming their sticks on the at the puck all at once?
0: No, it was alternate shot. Yeah. Okay. Like you tap tap three times for the face off. Yep. You set the puck in the middle. And then whoever wins the face off gets the next shot. The only time you could shoot twice in a row is if you made it like if I'm on your side, like mm-hmm. playing defense, it's my shot. And I shoot it through the middle, and I make it. Then I get an additional shot. Right. But if you know, I I make it through, and then I miss my second shot. Then you're coming, you're coming back the other way. So, no, did did you, did people play it that way? Like, so just, I went I went
2: to a place in uh, in New York, um, and they had box hockey. And I was, like
0: as a kid or an adult,
2: uh, as a teenager. Okay, <laughs> was that? Um, but they they played it. And it was just like, you did the, you know, you did the three hits for the face off, but then it was like, why are you even doing a face off? Because you're both just swinging your stick at the puck the whole time.
0: So then they're just like going nuts, trying to yeah. score. Yes. Yeah.
2: That, so. And they had know, that. And you would like carry to, the puck on their stick and, you know, do all this other kind of stuff. And yeah, like, that's, no, no, you're this doing is stupid.
0: It Yeah. That just, if it wasn't for the Buffalo bills, I would, there would be nothing about the state of New York that I like. (laughs) And now we can just add that to the list of, Oh, and Fuji. I forgot about that. Shout out Fuji. That's my favorite Japanese steakhouse, but bills Fuji and nothing else about New York is cool. Um, But no. Yeah. But if we did this in an adult, like you could, I think this would catch on. Like if I got, I think I'm going to, I'm going to look into that. I'm going to build a box hockey set. We need to. I, mean, I can't, to I can't imagine up. it'd
2: be that difficult.
0: No, but we might have to wait for the price of lumber to drop. Other well, yeah, than yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> damn near, damn near a mortgage payment to build a box hockey set. So we're gonna right. pump the brakes on that for a little while. But yeah, this no, is I my, think this is my be, box uh, hockey
2: set slash second home. Yeah,
0: <laughs> where I sleep when Devin's mad at me, <laughs> yeah. or you want to get away
2: from Asher's crying.
0: Yeah. He hasn't been too bad. Let's give it so time. far. So, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but, yeah, he's no father. Fatherhood has been great so far. So I'm I'm enjoying that. But like, this is the stuff that makes me sad. Like, I would love a day mm-hmm. later on in life that I could say or, you know, Asher runs in and goes, hops on his bike and says, hey, I'm heading to the playground. All right, man. You know, I know you're going to be OK there because people weren't completely insane in the early 90s. And I mean, maybe they were and I just didn't see
2: it see and then, you know here's the thing Like, and I think part of this too is you know you you look at some of the things that we have now and, and having this sex offender list and things like that are probably necessary but at the same time they increase people's paranoia right yeah like, I, I don't I don't think it's reasonable to think that these people just didn't exist in the eighties and nineties. No, clearly, they, they definitely did. existed. There's, yeah, there's clearly little, they did, and well, they probably existed in the same density as far as population as they do now. It's just now it was, that we know where they are,
0: and I think it was treated better too. Then, though, honestly, mm-hmm. despite tech, you know, med- advances in the medical field and all of that, uh, you know, the state hospital was once packed full Mm -hmm. now it's reduced to one or two buildings that they use for for psychiatric patients so i i think that that's part of the major issue is that it was taken a little bit more serious like they did treat people and now it's kind of like well we don't want to restrict everybody's freedom and you know we just need to let them live their life and that's clearly not working Mm. (laughs) but but uh (laughs) yeah i mean i think that's a lot of what it comes down to too is just we you're right though people are you know like what happened uh was it last night or the night yesterday day before when everybody's phones started buzzing Amber alert Alert, right yeah Yeah. so you know that was that right there is something that somebody's gonna look at and be like my kid's staying inside all damn summer because he ain't (laughs) you know he ain't getting snagged by some human trafficker or whatever
2: well and, and, and this is something too that you'll you'll come to to recognize as, as Asher gets older is you're cognizant of the fact of like I let my kids go out and play in the backyard by themselves. Um, but there's always that like is somebody gonna walk by and see them out there without me there and call you or call CYS, you know, and say, Hey, these kids are running around unsupervised and then I have to answer a bunch of questions.
0: Well I can tell you from experience that when those calls come in, a lot of them are taken. Like, I'm not going to say with a grain of salt they're investigated, but it's like, okay, these kids are playing; they're playing outside, right. and that, and that, and you're right though; those calls do happen because I've, you know, <laughs> answered several in my career. But it, it, it's you know, there's a a fine line too when you're talking spanking your kid and the line mm-hmm. between what's abuse and what's discipline. And that's another thing that I've had to decipher before. And it's like, uh, you know, kid calls and says, my mom smacked my ass. Well, what'd you do? Well, I broke my brother's video game in half.
2: <laughs> well, okay. well, you're lucky. That's all you yeah,
0: got. Yeah. Yeah. Smacking <laughs> the ass warranted. Have a nice day. Uh, you know, it's just that kind of stuff that I get exposed to, I guess, but, um, so, so can I, can I give you my address?
2: off air and you can just put it on a little post-it note by the call center there. And if anybody calls in you just say, now, they're good. Uh, they're
0: fine. They're just playing. <laughs> yeah. I wish there was a way we could do that, but yeah. So no, I just wanted to talk a little playground, Brian, and mm-hmm. I'm glad that you, you know, cause I saw that, posts and it was, on. I think it was on the You Grew Up In Warren page. Yeah, I think I, I, remember, I know so what you're talking, talking
2: about. about I think that's I think that's where it was also. There
0: was just a, a bunch of people naming playgrounds and stuff that mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of the playgrounds themselves still exist, you know yeah. the, the, they, they may not be in the best condition. I mean, right. Yeah. I know
2: we, we take our kids over to uh, Mulberry on occasion and it's like yeah, it's a little sketchy, but
0: that's good for them though. Everybody needs a little tetanus in their lives. They do. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) yeah. Germs. Yeah. Rust. Yeah. It's all relevant to building your immune system, I think. But I'm also not a doctor, so don't take any advice that I may have. But uh, yeah. You don't even play one on TV. (laughs) 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 But uh, yeah. Hey, Brian, I'll let you go. I know you got some baseball write ups you got to finish, and I don't want to keep you all night. And I got to go be a dad here in a few minutes. So. Mm -hmm uh i'll appreciate that yeah she will uh (laughs) so thank thanks for coming on thanks for sharing some stories and and maybe one day the uh playground program will thrive again but i probably wouldn't wouldn't bet on that one no i wouldn't i wouldn't bet on it i certainly hope
2: so too um you know again and this maybe this may be a a column item here in the future over on your daily local you never know yeah Uh, but certainly would be good to see it up and thriving again the same with You know, same with, you know, it's nice to see the Little League numbers are going up. Um, We got a a senior Legion team back. There's a junior Legion team still playing. We'd love to see those kind of things grow as well, too.
0: Is there only one for the county, for Legion? Yes. Compared to when there was Post, Blair, Sugar Grove. There were like three
2: posts: Sugar Grove, Northwest. um, Oh, yeah, Northwest. Yeah, Yeah, I'm pretty sure Northwest had one, too.
0: Yeah, they did. I remember that. Yeah. Just that's good though, to hear that the little league numbers are jumping up and I kind of thought so just based off looking at, at your website, your daily com plug. Uh, uh, but like just the amount of coverage you guys put into it showed me that there was, you know, more than two or three teams in, in each division, it seemed. So that's, that's good that the numbers are increasing and maybe that's a good sign for things to come. But I just look back at like the playground program, like how it was just so helpful to families financially who could just Mm -hmm. trust the fact that their kids were going, you know, to, I mean, and we we were usually there if we weren't at the playground, we weren't far away. That's the only thing I wanted to add to Starbrick kids. This is what we had going for us. Blair outlet was right across the street. (laughs) They had one of those pop machines that you'd put a, it was a quarter and a cup dropped down and then the syrup filled and then, the, oh, you know, yeah. the carbonation and you just we'd go over there for beverages and the and the uh, vending machine. So we that was like our our little snack area. And they like didn't bitch about us doing it either. Like <laughs> they're like, oh, there's the playground kids coming over 15 mm-hmm. bikes parked outside and we'd roll in and just get our food and take off. We we yeah. weren't little we weren't. Too big a little assholes either though so i mean that
2: we we used to in. uh we used to in my neighborhood because i used to live right across the street from or right up the street from uh culligan and we used to go into their lobby all the time and just you know hit the little water cooler up when we were out playing like <laughs> i don't want to go home and get a <laughs> drink let's go to Culligan.
0: <laughs> and they were cool with it yeah yeah, yeah. They were cool with it. Keep keep the kids refreshed yeah it's good stuff so all right, Brian, I'll let you go. All and, right, uh, sure. Thanks for coming on, recurring guest. You're here, you know, you're, you're part, of, part of the squad over here. We appreciate you. Skeddy's in the comments. I'm like, uh, get him out of here.
2: Like, yeah, yes. I'm like, what?
0: He said he had to go, you know, do stuff. And then the co host is in there talking. Oh, well, he did actually agree the 1 800 collect was the maneuver that they used to yep. get a ride home from Eisenhower, too. So that was nationwide, I think. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Probably, probably, probably what put him out of business is when everybody figured that out and they're like, well, shit, ain't, ain't making any money here. <laughs> anything you want to add before you take off, Brian? Anything uh, coming up for your daily local or anything?
2: Uh, well, lots of stuff coming up. we got commencement coming up on Friday, so we'll be out. Uh, my plan is to be uh, up at Eisenhower, and we'll see where Andy wants to go. And, uh, and kind of a weekend break, and then just, I mean, it's the summertime, so, you know, where there are events and happenings going on all over the county and we will be at as many of them as we possibly can Um, i know the following a week from saturday um, i'll be down at bets for uh, pride and then uh, andy's going to be over for the duck derby and that'll close out the month of june then we get into the 4th of july parade and looking forward to all of it
0: you know what i think of when i think here the duck derby do you remember (laughs) this Oh joy! The, the greatest typo of all time in the times <laughs> <of> ever. <the> <laughs> yeah, it's like
2: twenty-three
0: thousand dicks. Yeah, dumped into the river.
2: <laughs> the, the, there wasn't a single floating penis in the river last year. No. A bit of a disappointment. I'm not it was.
0: Lie. They were totally blowing smoke to try and get a good turnout. But yeah, <laughs> that was that was like hands down the greatest typo in the times no. ever. I love that. So, all right. Hey, man, take care. I'll be in touch and uh, we'll have you on again soon. I'm sure to talk about whatever we're talking about.
2: All right, man. Appreciate you having me.
0: Yep. All right, everybody. That's going to wrap up the show tonight. Thank you for tuning in, jumping in the comments. Uh, We appreciate you. And just a reminder to the audio listeners who download after the show is uploaded, which I typically do right after the live show. Uh, Just a reminder to you that the live shows are broadcast at 8 p.m. on Mondays through summer, Uh, Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. So thank you guys for uh, tuning in, listening, downloading, whatever it is that you do. Uh, I want to thank the sponsors Swing Juice, Bush Light, Your Daily Local, JP Photography, Means Sales and Service, Jones Pest Control, the Me, Myself and Ride podcast and Blue Line Auto. Thank you all for making this possible. Till next week. Monday, 8 p.m. We'll see you then. Take care. Be safe.